business landscape all over the world can either be usual or unusual, depending on who you ask. In Nigeria, the 2020 Amendment to the Companies and Allied Matters Act, otherwise known as CAMA, has added to the level of how usual or unusual the business landscape will be in the country. So, how will CAMA affect the operations of small businesses, large corporations, conglomerates, voluntary organizations, non-profits, and non-governmental organizations. Banwo and Igodalu, a tier one law firm in Nigeria, is committed to helping you understand the Kama 2020 and the implications for your businesses. Listen and get the facts of the act. Welcome to the new innovation in Kama 2020. Brought to you by Banwo and Igodalu. In this podcast, Tony Bashir of Banwo and Igodalu takes a look at sections of the revised Companies and Allied Matters Act that deals with MSMEs, NGOs, and non-profits as well as incorporated trustees. This episode looks at mergers of associations and related matters. Section 849 of CAMA 2020 makes provisions for merger of associations. Can you tell us more about this? As regards merger of associations, CAMA 2020 has introduced a provision which permits two or more associations with similar aims and objectives to merge. Specifically, Section 849 of CAMA 2020 provides that two or more associations with similar aims and objects may merge under terms and conditions as the Commission may prescribe by regulation. So whilst CAMA 2020 now permits mergers of associations with similar aims and objects, the terms, conditions and process for such merger was not spelt out in the law. Instead, the Corporate Affairs Commission has been vested with powers to determine by regulation the terms and conditions under which such a merger may occur. We are aware that the Corporate Affairs Commission is currently working on the first draft of the regulations to be issued pursuant to the provisions of CAMA 2020. We expect that such regulations, when released, will provide more clarity on how this new provision on mergers of association will be implemented in practice, as well as a framework for registration of such mergers. It is noteworthy that regulations released by the Corporate Affairs Commission, pursuant to the provisions of Section 849 of CAMA 2020, may be subject to such other regulations made by the Federal Competition and Consumer Protection Commission. That is the FCCPC, being the primary commission tasked with regulating competition and consumer protection matters in Nigeria. Section 105 of the Federal Competition and Consumer Protection Act of 2018 establishes a hierarchical jurisdiction between the FCCPC and any relevant government agency in a regulated industry, whereby the FCCPC takes precedence over and above such relevant government agency in matters of mergers and business combinations. 
In this regard, any regulation by the CAC on mergers may also be subject to guidelines jointly issued by the FCCPC and the Securities and Exchange Commission on the subject. The foregoing notwithstanding, it is currently unclear at this point if the merger of associations properly so-called and or structured will be subject to the jurisdiction of the FCCPC. Indeed, the definitions attaching to the terms such as associations, undertakings or business enterprises will be key in settling the FCCPC's jurisdiction in this regard. The Kama 2020 in Section 831 also provides for two or more associations having the same trustees to be treated as a single association. What does this mean? And can you tell us a bit about the purpose or benefit of such treatment? As regards Section 831 of Kama 2020, which relates to the treatment of two or more associations having the same trustees as a single association, this provision of Kama 2020 gives the Corporate Affairs Commission powers to direct that for all or any of the purposes of the Act, an association should be treated as forming part of an already registered association or that two or more associations having the same trustees be treated as a single association. This is without prejudice to the provisions of Section 849 of Kama 2020, which as previously discussed relates to mergers of associations. What this provision suggests is that when there are associations which have common membership, the Corporate Affairs Commission may, for purposes of administration and or compliance amongst other considerations, direct that such associations be treated as one and the same. Whilst the rationale for the introduction of this provision is unclear, it would appear that same may have been introduced to promote transparency in the operations of the associations, facilitate effective supervision and regulation of registered associations with related parties, and promote accountability and enforcement of compliance, as well as to establish a nexus between associations for the purposes of determining control and ownership of property. Kama 2020 introduces an alternative to the requirement of the consent of the Attorney General of the Federation for incorporation of a company limited by guarantee. What is this alternative to the AG's consent? As regards the introduction of an alternative to the requirement for consent of the Attorney General of the Federation for registration of companies limited by guarantee, under the repealed Kama of 1990, a company limited by guarantee could only be registered after the consent of the Attorney General of the Federation to the Memorandum of Association of such company had been sought and obtained. The period for obtaining such consent was unduly protracted as it would typically take a period of 6 to 12 months and in some extreme cases over a year from the date of receipt of such requests from the Corporate Affairs Commission before such consent would be issued. However, under Kama 2020, specifically by virtue of the provisions of Section 26, Subsection 5 of Kama 2020, a statutory period of 30 days has been introduced within which the Attorney General of the Federation is expected to consider applications for registrations of companies limited by guarantee. In this regard, except there are objections to the memorandum of association of the company or there is cogent reason to decline the granting of an approval to incorporate the company as one limited by guarantee, the Attorney General of the Federation must issue consent 
within the prescribed 30 days period. However, where there are queries in relation to the application or the Attorney General of the Federation is of the opinion that further information is required before such application for consent can be determined, the provisions of Kama 2020 stipulate that the 30 days period would only start to run on the date on which relevant additional documentation or information necessary to address such queries have been provided to the Attorney General of the Federation's office. Where all relevant documentation and or information have been provided to the Office of the Attorney General of the Federation and the Attorney General of the Federation fails, omits, refuses and or neglects to grant an approval for registration of the company within the 30 days period, the provisions of Kama 2020 empowers the promoters of the company to proceed to place adverts in three national daily newspapers, inviting objections to the proposed incorporation. Where any party intends to object to the incorporation of the company, such party has 28 days from the date of the last publication to indicate its objection to the Corporate Affairs Commission. In this regard, such objection shall state the grounds on which it is made and upon consideration of such objection, the Corporate Affairs Commission may request for further information or documentation or may uphold or reject the objection as it deems fit and inform the applicant accordingly. However, where there are no objections, the applicants may proceed to apply for incorporation of the company without the consent of the Attorney General of the Federation. Where the Corporate Affairs Commission is satisfied that the Memorandum and Articles of Association have complied with the provisions of CAMA 2020, it shall advertise the application for incorporation of the company in three national newspapers, inviting objections within 28 days from the date of the last publication. Where no objections are received or if received have been rejected, the Corporate Affairs Commission will proceed to incorporate the company and issue a certificate of incorporation in relation to such application. The requirement for a company limited by guarantee to be registered with a share capital has been deleted in Kama 2020. But the new law does not expressly provide that this type of company shall not be registered with a share capital. Is this not a lacuna in the law? What could be the intention of the draftsman here? Under the repealed law, a company limited by guarantee was prohibited from having a share capital. However, under the Kama 2020, this restriction has now been removed, which suggests that companies limited by guarantee may now be incorporated with a share capital. Although it is unclear at this point whether the intention is for companies limited by guarantee to not be registered with the share capital, the applicable minimum issued share capital under the new regime, it may be that the intention of the draftsman was to provide promoters of a company limited by guarantee with the flexibility of incorporating either a company limited by guarantee with a share capital or a company limited by guarantee without a share capital, as the said promoters may deem fit to meet their objectives, as is obtainable under the Companies Act of India of 2013. We are also minded to consider that this was an omission on the part of the draftsman. For the sake of clarity, it would be necessary for the Corporate Affairs Commission to clarify the intention of the law in this regard 
in its regulations. The Kama 2020 confers powers on the Registrar General of the Corporate Affairs Commission to suspend the trustees of organizations and appoint interim managers in certain cases. This seems to have expanded the powers of the RG significantly. Can you tell us more about the circumstances under which these powers can be exercised? As regards the powers of the Registrar General to suspend trustees of an incorporated trustee and appoint interim managers by virtue of Section 839, Subsection 1 and Subsection 7 of Kama 2020, the Corporate Affairs Commission may by order suspend the trustees of an association and appoint an interim manager or managers to administer its affairs. These powers will be exercisable by the Corporate Affairs Commission where it reasonably believes that there has been some misconduct or mismanagement in the administration of the association. It is necessary or desirable for the purpose of protecting the property of the association, securing a proper application for the property of the association towards achieving the objects of the association or for public interest or the affairs of the association are being run fraudulently. This provision in Kama 2020, which is similar to the provisions of the Charities Act in the United Kingdom, has stirred up some discomfort among certain stakeholders due to the belief that the provision intends to repress the operations of charitable organizations. We think that the amendment seeks to establish checks and balances in the operation of incorporated trustees also the power of the corporate affairs commission to suspend the trustees of an association is not absolute specifically section 839 subsection 11 provides that this power is only exercisable subject to the approval of the honorable minister of industry trade and investment also pursuant to the provisions of section 839 subsection 8 of kama 2020 the courts, and in this case, this would be the Federal High Court, maintains oversight over the exercise of these powers and can by order reinstate a trustee who has been removed by the Commission. Aside the Corporate Affairs Commission, it is important to highlight the fact that members of a registered incorporated trustee consisting one-fifth of the association may petition the court under Section 839, Subsection 2, of Kama 2020 for the suspension of a trustee to the extent that reasonable evidence is presented in support of such petition by the Corporate Affairs Commission and or the members involved. This supports the call for transparency in the interactions between the trustees and the members of the association, particularly as it relates to the management of the association. In light of this provision, and to avoid such contentious situations, it is advisable for trustees to be transparent in how each association is run and or administered and provide regular reports of activities of the association to its members.
that was Tony Bashir of Banwo and Igodalo explaining the sections of the Revised Companies and Allied Matters Act that deals with MSMEs, NGOs and non-profits as well as incorporated trustees. In the next episode, we'll look at introduction of new types of business structures under Kama 2020. Business landscape all over the world can either be usual or unusual, depending on who you ask. In Nigeria, the 2020 Amendment to the Companies and Allied Matters Act, otherwise known as CAMA, has added to the level of how usual or unusual the business landscape will be in the country. So, how will CAMA affect the operations of small businesses, large corporations, conglomerates, voluntary organizations, non-profit and non-governmental organizations. Banwo and Igodalo, a tier one law firm in Nigeria, is committed to helping you understand the Kama 2020 and the implications for your businesses. Listen and get the facts of the act.